Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories. Stories. I don't know why I try to rush over you. It's a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Why was I trying to race you? In your defense, I was also like kind of burping through it oh okay. i was almost like kind of burping so i mean you're fine i'm like background stories uh (laughs) i beat you to the punch i don't know why i sounded like lola from big mouth there background stories uh (laughs) it's my favorite uh andrew touch my butt (laughs) (laughs) can we touch fronts can we touch fronts oh my god i love that fucking show i can't wait till it comes back me either it's the best do you watch big mouth nikki uh, my boyfriend does. Oh my god. You're I, missing out. I, you have to I've, watch it. I've watched it with him. Lola is the well, best character. I, I don't really go out of my way, I guess, to watch it. I do. I do. Well, I'm a when big, I'm like feeling sad, I watch it. I'm a big Bob's Burgers. I've never once in my life watched <gasps> Bob's Burgers. <sighs> love Bob's Burgers. It's I so funny. Big Mouth is great. Let's also, touch <laughs> Also, there's this new Stupid. TV show that's on Netflix where people... It's called Sexy Beast. Oh my god. I saw the promo for it. I want to watch it so fucking. I've badly. already watched like four episodes. It's like so creepy, good. like creepy furry fantasy, but it's also really fucking funny. Yeah, like it was really good. Like last yes. night's episode that we watched was really yeah. funny. I do want to watch that. I'm Highly recommend. I'm not gonna lie. I like things that make me laugh. Like when I was when I was in Ohio, we were talking about how. Like I'm a, I'm in love with Disney, right? And then all of a sudden, in the same hand, I was like, "Yeah, I really want to go to the crime museum because I want to see Ted Bundy's like cart, which we didn't end up doing. So I have to make another trip to Tennessee." But my, like my cousin's like husband looked at me and he's like, "What?" Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, they're just one of these things is not like the other." Yeah, I know, I get that. Yeah, but but I like the I, I like the funny shows because it makes it. It's when I'm watching, when I get really deep into like a true crime tornado where I'm just watching documentary after documentary after documentary, I have to put on something like stupid funny, like Mm -hmm. Big Mouth. That is just a complete palate cleanse that has zero stakes and is not sad at all. Yeah. And is not like hurting anybody. Like I need something like that. Like I had to put the Kardashians on like when I was still watching it. I'm like mindless nothingness. Yeah. I will say I did watch the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know I why gonna I cry? put myself through it. No. Well, oh, I okay. <laughs> I didn't. I, yeah, but I watched it. Because again, because no? it's mindless nothing. Yeah, you know? it is. I miss Mob Wives. I need to bring Mob watched. Wives back. Jovi and I were obsessed with Mob Wives. When Jovi lived with me for those, what, three years, two years, something like that? Jovi lived with me. We watched Mob Wives all the time. It was our favorite. And we laughed. And yeah, it was that good That and Cold Case. Hmm. <gasps> no. No. Cold Justice. Just, oh, Cold yeah, Justice. Justice. And actually, the Cold new season Justice. of Cold Justice just started, and it's fantastic. Kelly Siegler is my hero. Ooh. But yeah, Cold Justice is great. On Discovery Plus? Um, no, it is not on Discovery Plus, because it's an A&E show. Oh. Yeah, it's an A&E show. So it's actually, new episodes are on right now. So if you have Hulu Live, you can watch it. Oh, okay. Which I don't. I think I do. So I use my sister. My boyfriend pays for all that extra stuff. We were doing Hulu Live for a while because we don't have cable. We cut cable. Yeah. So we were doing Hulu Live for a while. But then I realized with Hulu, I wind up watching shows the next day anyway because I don't want to... I hate fucking commercials. Commercials yeah. make me violently angry. Same so with I my boyfriend. purposely watch them the next day. On, so I'm like, why am I paying for like the extra... Like seriously, a lot of money more a month yeah. for live when I'm watching it the next day anyway. Though I do miss out 
when it's a new show like that and they wait until the end of the season to release it on regular Hulu. So I have to wait until Cold Justice is done this season to watch it. See, my boyfriend pays for the, I think, the Hulu live so then he can watch uh, the hockey games. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, Dark Side of the Ring, that show that I referred to when I did the Chris Benoit, that was Hulu, but you can only get it Hulu live. Oh. Um, The current season. So again, I have to wait until the season's over so I can watch because episodes one and two of this current season are about Flying Brian Pillman, who is my favorite wrestler of all time. And I can't wait to watch them. And I'm super stoked for the season to be over so I can finally watch it. That's awesome. I have a problem. Okay. No. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, so let's go ahead and jump into this week's true crime headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that would be me. The first... <laughs> me. The, me. Me. Uh, the first true crime headline is from ABC Action News, Tampa Bay. Ooh. And this was published on July 27th, 2021. And the headline is, Woman shot, killed by 72-year-old family member at a biospine surgery center in Hernando County. So, it says Brooksville, Florida, but for any of you who know Hernando County, Florida, for any of our local listeners to kind of this area of Florida, um, it's really on the border of Spring Hill and brooksville where this was it was right off of uh, cortez so a woman who was shot at a surgery center by a man she knew has died according to hernando county sheriff's office deputies say a 72 year old man shot the woman whose identity is not being released due to marcy's law at the biospine institute on mariner boulevard monday morning during his scheduled appointment so basically uh the uh, article goes on to say that this 72-year-old guy had an appointment at Biospine, asked this relative of his to drive him to the appointment and go with him, and when they got there, he shot her and killed her. Yeah. Now, he also sustained a gunshot wound during the events, but it is not clear whether or not he shot himself or if somebody else on the premises shot him, but they do know that it was not a deputy who shot him. Now, the exact relationship between the victim and the suspect are have not also have also not been released because again, Marcy's Marcy law would I, it would yeah. identify her. Um, but now, again, we know that it was definitely two members of the same family. Some of the rumors I was seeing online were that it was his wife, but it was reported that it was actually his daughter. So crazy shit. Don't really know all of the details about that. So it doesn't um, say why he... There's no motive yet. He did confess. And according to the deputies, it was something domestic in nature. Now, obviously, um, I know that those of you guys who are frequent listeners of Bed Crime Stories know that, obviously, uh, Nikki, Jovi, and myself live on the west coast of Florida. Um I have family that live in Hernando County and very close to the location of this particular happening. So Monday was interesting. Monday afternoon was interesting. Thankfully, the person who I know who lives that close to that location is on vacation this week and is not in town. So um, that made me happy because I have to go up there and punch people in the throat. So, um, but yeah, so hit pretty close to home on Monday. It was crazy. was just trying to find all the detail I can about that one. So crazy crazy craziness anywho my second true crime headline is from people.com my favorite um and this was published on july 28th 2021 
And the headline reads, Suspect Arrested in California Movie Theater Shooting of College Student and TikTok Star. Joseph Jimenez, 20 years old, was taken into custody Tuesday night in connection with the shooting of Riley Goodrich and Anthony Barajas. So the suspect was arrested in connection with the shooting, and the shooting killed a college student and seriously injured a 19-year-old TikTok star. So Riley Goodrich... um, passed away she was 18 and anthony barajas um is still alive he is um an influencer who has almost a million followers on tiktok did it give motive as to why as of right now there is not all we see here is authorities responded to the scene around 11 45 p.m after reports of a quote unknown problem and when they arrived they found barajas and goodrich both sustained gunshot wounds he's actually still on life support Jeez. So, uh, they went to the 9.35 p.m. showing of The Forever Purge. So, yeah, craziness. I was going to say, because I saw that story, but I was trying to find what would have, you know, made that yeah, happen. As of right crazy. Now, yeah, as of right now. Because they're both no so young. Also young. As of right now, no details or no motive has been released. Um, I, though I am on the Tic Tacs, as you guys do know, um, I'm an old lady on TikTok. So I only look at dog videos. Yeah. Chris Evans, Chris Evans, thirst traps, Tom <laughs> Hiddleston, thirst traps, Jeff Goldblum, thirst traps, oh, because apparently that's God. how old I am now too. He's so hot. He's so um, hot. And you know hot old- in like the fly hot in Ragnarok, like Jeff Goldblum hot for many, many decades. Um, oh my God. Jeff Goldblum in the flight suit on independence day. Can we talk? With that cigar so, in his mouth, I'm gonna, hello. I'm going to be so honest. I used to not find him attractive until I got older. For and real, And now though. I literally have a heart pin of Jeff Goldblum's face in my car. So I will 1,000% agree with you, Nikki. I never, like, got it. Like, <laughs> yeah. never found it attractive. But now as I'm older, and he's, like, that, like, salt and pepper hair. Oh. And what? now I look back on pictures of him younger, and I'm like, what was I missing? Yeah. And like, when he's on the Jurassic, oh my God, his the Jurassic Park Ugh. When he's like his sitting voice, on the table. And then like the lilt in his voice. Him and the fly, like half shirtless and half the movie. Like, hello. Oh my Jeff Goldblum and Earth Girls are easy. Oh, mwah, Chef's kiss. Anyway. So that's what I look at on TikTok. So I don't know who See, this person m- my is. My favorite thing on TikTok is the neighbor drama. I love watching people fight with their neighbors. Mm. It's just so funny to me. I saw a TikTok the other day of this girl who filmed her breaking up with her boyfriend. Because <gasps> she confronted him because oh, he was cheating on her. I saw that. It was, I want to meet her and hug her and tell her how much of an effing queen she is. She had all his stuff all packed his up. Stuff packed. Yeah. She like called over her two best girlfriends. And he walked in the house. They already had all of his shit in the living room packed. And it was, it was actually really funny because I'm like, that's so realistic of female friends. When he, like, went outside, because she was like, you need to tell your mother what you did. I know, I died. So he went outside to call his mom, and her two girlfriends, like, run out of the room, like, what is he saying? And, like, they're, like, giggling, like, oh, my God, he's such an asshole. So then as he's turning around and coming back, she's like, oh, my God, be quiet. They run in the room. I'm like, it's that's why it's important to have good girlfriends. Because they do shit like that for you. But... Yeah, uh, so the Tic Tacs. But anyway, getting back to the tragic shooting from the other day. Um, I don't know, like, when we talk about people who are TikTok stars or viral influencers, it's crazy. I don't really know yeah. a lot of these people because Mm-mm. I'm an old lady when it comes to this stuff, so. There is one girl on there, though, and I will have to send her to you later. She does this thing with her nails, and all she does is she fucking, like, 
rips guys new assholes. Is she like she like yeah? She t- and she has like and she has that giggle. Yeah. Yes. You know who I'm talking about? I can't think of her name right mm-hmm. now, but I love love her. Yes. And I will say, I also am really having a hard time staying on true crime TikTok because I just like so many like funny videos and cute dog videos. Me too. Yeah. That only every once in a while I get a little nugget of true crime. I'm like, all right, yeah. there I am again. Yeah. I follow this. I downloaded it for for research and. Rabbit hole city. Rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. I follow this chick who does makeup. She does the um, voiceover pre-recorded and she'll do makeup as the voiceovers on. All her stories are of people's experiences being almost kidnapped. Um, like, but true stories. Like survivor stories. Like survivor stories. And some of them are crazy. That's fun. Well, have you seen, like, a lot of the people trying to get kid or people getting, like, almost kidnapped? Like, human trafficked on TikTok? Oh, that yes, pops yes, up yes, on my yes, thing all I the time. Seen. And I'm like, I never realized how much it happens. And I'm just like, what the I am definitely of the belief that I think the world is a worse place because of the internet. (laughs) Like, not to sound like a boomer, but, like, I really do believe that a lot of the world's problems would be solved if we had less access to information, which Mm -hmm. I know sounds the opposite of what we need right now, but I I think that I agree with my sentiment there. No, I agree. But the thing that I find incredibly interesting about the access to information that we have is seeing the reality of how absolutely horrible this world actually is when it comes to things like that. Mm -hmm. Like when you really see truly that the bad, and this is going to sound like such a defeatist and fatalistic way to look at the world. The bad, in my opinion, generally outweighs the good. And like, that's why we overpraise people who are actually kind and who are actually like decent human beings. It shouldn't be an accomplishment to be good. (laughs) It shouldn't be an accomplishment. It shouldn't be a hero thing to be a good person. But it's so few and far between that I think it's nice to celebrate when people have like a shred of humanity because it's just not, doesn't exist as much as it should anymore. Completely agree. I get philosophical when I drink wine. There's too much hate in the world. There is a lot of hate. Yeah. It's the worst. Too much hate, not enough love. People killing, people dying. Hear them hurting, hear them crying. Well, they fifty fifty beep boop, and they turn the other floop. They turn the other cheek. I just wanted it to rhyme with my boop. Oh, <laughs> so uh, okay. I was like, so the I said floop. <laughs> I was I, like, I'm sorry. I thought the Swedish, fe- the Swedish chef took over. Herny, 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 boop. I love the Swedish chef. He's my oh, favorite Muppet. My okay. Gosh. So now that we uh, finished the segment of chaos, we're going to turn it over to Nikki for tonight's bed crime story. Bed crime story. Bed crime crime story. (laughs) That was Bjork introducing the bed crime story. Oh, thanks, Bjork. You're welcome. I'm going to put on my goose dress now. Oh, my goose dress. (laughs) Do y'all watch The Masked Singer? Yes, I watched The Masked Singer. Dr. Ken and always be like, Bjork, it's Bjork. I cannot get Jovi to watch The Masked Singer, and it gets me so mad because she would love it. What the hell is wrong with you? And it annoys the crap out of me that she won't watch it with me. It's such a good show. It's all 90s pop stars. It is. so good at it. Dude, Hanson this past season, I was so pissed that they didn't win. They were so good. (gasps) Well, and see, and I was... You know how much I love Hanson. I was pissed too, but Jeremy was like, yo, they probably had to go on tour or do something. Well, they did release an album, like, the day that they got kicked off, they 
conveniently released an album. Yeah. I love Hanson. So he was like, he's like, I don't think that it was like, he's like, I think it was planned. It wasn't like. And in an mbop, they're gone. And in Mbop, you don't care. They were so good because you didn't you didn't know if there was one of them, if there was two I of know. them. They just kept them? multiplying, just like yeah. just like Hanson actually does, because they each have like twenty five children. I know it's insanity. It's insanity. I used to want to be with Zach so bad. I was so, so in love with Zach, but now that I'm older, <sighs> Isaac. Isaac yeah. Ooh. Everybody was that, in love with Taylor, and I didn't mm, get it. And he has that like young Bruce Springsteen voice mm-hmm. now. Oh. It's good stuff, my friends. We're it vibing. Is good. Okay, I need to stop. Sorry. Can we get to okay. our bed crime story? Anyways, okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bed crime story. Okay, so tonight I have a lot of sources. Hit me. So my sources are cleveland.com, okay. distractify.com, mm. foxnews.com, okay. oxygen.com, mm. washingtonpost.com, wikipedia, okay. and WGNTV. So. Okay. I'm doing Samuel Little. So, if you don't know who Samuel Little is, and I was discussing this with my mom, who is the major reason why I'm a murderino. When I was discussing this with my mom, she was like, I don't know who that is. And I said, Mom, he was he was the guy who drew the pictures of his victims. Yes. And she, like, immediately knew who he was. Yep. So... There's a there's so much information. There's just an abundance of information on him. Yeah. So Samuel Little was born on June seventh, nineteen forty, in Reynolds, Georgia. 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 It's the space in between Georgia and South Carolina. It's too. It's too early to be fucking up in the story. <laughs> I know. Like too hi, early. Hi. This is the first sentence, and I'm going to say the word Georgia wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Samuel Little was born on June 7th, 1940 in Reynolds, Georgia, to a mother he claimed was a sex worker. Soon after his birth, Little's family moved to Lorain, Ohio, where he was brought up mainly by his grandmother. Okay. He attended Hawthorne Junior High School, where he had problems with discipline and achievement. So, by his own account, he began having sexual fantasies about strangling women as a child, starting when he saw his kindergarten teacher touch her neck. Yeah. Wow. It started early. That's early. Yeah. That's early. As a teenager, he collected true crime magazines depicting women being choked. In 1956, after being convicted of breaking and entering into a property in Omaha, Nebraska, Little was held in an institution for gen- uh, juvenile offenders. Okay. He said he then began traveling more widely and had more run-ins with the law. In 1961, Little was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store in Lorraine. Hmm. He was released in 1964. By 1975, he had been arrested 26 times. Jesus Holy Christmas. Shit. Shit pisses in- me the fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because knowing what you know about what he's about to do, that shit pisses me off. Well, and this is why he was able to get away Correct. with it. In 11 states. So they weren't sharing the information because the 60s and 70s suck. Got it. Yeah. For crimes including theft, assault, attempted rape, and fraud. In 1982, Little was arrested in Pascago. Pascago. I even, if I didn't get it right, I put it out. Phonetically. Phonetically. (laughs) And that is what it says. So it's Chicago, but people pee in it. Pascago. But it's it's... Sorry to all the Piscagoans out there. <laughs> Piscagala. 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 Mississippi. 
Mississippi? Where am I? I think I lost oh, my... Pascagoula. Pascagoula. What? Pascagoula. I'm in a real Italian. It's a Pascagoula. <laughs> We're going to have a gabagoula and a Pascagoula. <laughs> so stupid i love it i'm sorry Uh, mississippi and charged with the murder of 22 year old melinda rose Lepray, who had gone missing in september of that year melinda and her boyfriend had moved there from florida about eight months earlier and were living at the king william motel Hmm. initially they worked as shrimpers more recently a friend told police I'm sorry, I said like Bubba. I'm sorry. Like Bubba, like Bubba Gum Shrimp. A oh, Bubba Gum Shrimp. Yeah. I was wondering, I was like, you I said shrimpers and then I just saw. Broil it, barbecue. <laughs> and that's about all you can do with shrimp. I don't like shrimp. What? I'm sorry. It's so versatile. You could bake it, boil it, barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like shrimp. <laughs> You're so, so stupid tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. Really, you don't like shrimp? No. Why? That's interesting. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe do I like, just haven't had the right shrimp. Do you have? Do you like other seafood? No. Okay. Yeah, but no, I feel shrimp is different. That's, that's no, I, I agree. No, 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 I agree. But the reason why I asked is because if you liked other seafood but didn't like shrimp, then I would definitely say maybe you just don't. I haven't had the right shrimp. I still agree with that premise because yeah. shrimp is so. Because, like, I watched my mom eat it the other night, and I was like, dang, that actually looked good. So good. But, like, when I've had it, I think it's it's because I've had the cocktail ones. Oh, see, no, you can't start with that. Okay. Tomorrow night, my boyfriend and I are making shrimp scampi, and I'm really excited about that. I like coconut shrimp. Coconut, coconut shrimp is delish. Coconut shrimp. Well, my parents had deep fried ones the other day, and I was like, oh my God, that looked good. We made, um, we made shrimp po' boys the other day for dinner. Oh. It was so well, good. Well, shrimp is supposed to be really good for you. It is. Yes. So that's why Not I was like... Not when you do what we did where we deep oh. fried it in like no. crap. But no, it is really good. It yummy. is really good. But if, when you eventually give shrimp another try, make yeah. sure it's deveined. Give okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, no. Because you don't want the okay. vein down it's their gross. back is just shit. I think I like bit into one and then I was just like grossed out by it. And then Maybe. I was like... Well, and the whole thing with shrimp too is it's very textural. So, like if you sh- if you bite shrimp, especially like a cocktail shrimp, where yeah. it's just basically the like s- that just done shrimp, but just plain like that, it tastes like you're biting into flesh. That was gross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're. I never thought of it that way. Well, now I just ruined cocktail you shrimp. Did, for you did because I love shrimp cocktail. So now the next time I get a little shrimp, you're like, oh, that's just a finger I'm, from a human. I'm gonna. Right. Have, I'm gonna dip in the cocktail sauce, which looks like blood. Okay, I'm done. I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay, okay. continue. Sorry. Sorry. So, initially they worked as shrimpers, but more recently a friend told police Melinda had began working as a sex worker in Carver Village, a neighborhood on the run, uh, rundown side of town. So, that friend, a fellow sex worker named Catherine Cousins, told police that on the night of Melinda's disappearance, a man in a t-shirt and khaki pants had pulled up in a beige station wagon and asked Cousins for a $20 date. Cousins turned him down, but as they spoke, the man pointed to other sex workers gathered nearby. They're the type that would like to rip a man off, the man declared. I'm going to kill them if I can get them. Wow. That's a big old red flag, huh? Yeah. Like the biggest, reddest flag you can find. <laughs> for yeah. real. Like when you verbally say, I'm going to kill them if I have the chance. Yeah. So Cousins tried to warn the other women to stay away from the beige uh, station wagon, but soon she saw Melinda climb into the car and drive away. Poor thing. Yeah. So just before Thanksgiving, police picked up a man and woman shoplifting turkeys 
from a jitney jungle. Huh. You know what a jitney jungle is? I know what a jitney is, but I don't think what that is that's a jit- what that is. Okay, so like a jitney is a like a trolley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, it's a local grocery store. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had never heard of is that, it, and I was it like, a trolley? I don't know. Is it is it a grocery store that's in a building that looks like a trolley? I don't know. That'd Sit be so cute. Since it's also <laughs> it a jitney jungle. Um, but they, they were driving a, uh, a beige station wagon. Interesting. Okay. So police soon became convinced that the pair were linked to Melinda's death. Mm. The woman was Jean Dorsey. Um, Little had met her in a Cleveland jail a decade earlier. And though she was 27 years older, the pair were inseparable. A petty crime Bonnie and Clyde, who shoplifted thousands of dollars worth of clothing, electronics, and cigarettes from stores across the county until Dorsey uh, died in 1987. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The two occasionally picked up accomplices. Danny Beckless, then 19, was arrested in connections with the Jitney Jungle theft. In interviews with police, he said he had met the pair in August 1982 at the Colonial Court Motel in Little Rock. They spent the fall snaking along the Gulf Coast with stops in Ocean Springs, Biloxi, Mississippi, Mobile, uh, Alabama, and Brownsville, Pensacola, Perry, Ocala, and Gainesville, Florida. Shit. Yeah. And they really spread that around, huh? Yeah. Good lord. And I think, like, I think that this is why he wasn't caught for so long. Yeah. Like, he got caught on, like, all the petty theft things, but, mm-hmm. like, he never was caught because mm-hmm. he moved around so much that they couldn't... Mm-hmm. There was no consistency. There's no pattern to... There's no pattern to discover because there was no... He wasn't getting arrested in the same place every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So in each town, Beckless told police they spent their days shoplifting, fenced the stolen goods, and then checked into a budget motel. Then Little would head out to meet women, sometimes not returning until late the next morning. Little didn't talk about ladies or nothing because Miss Dorsey, you know, the jealous type Beckless told police. But when the men were alone, Little would brag. He'd say, you know, he'd like to take ladies places and, you know, have sex with them and leave them. Hmm. While investigating the Lepree case... The police interviewed two other sex workers who said that they had been choked by a man who looked like Little. Hmm. Investigators began to suspect that they had a serial strangler. They referred the two new attacks to a grand jury, but the jurors refused to indict. Unable to tie Little directly to Melinda's murder, they shipped him to Florida where he was wanted in connection with a murder that had occurred just a few days before Melinda's death. Yeah, you know. Ship him down. You know. So, Patricia Ann Mount, 26, was last seen alive at May's Lounge a Gainesville bar where she was a regular. Little appeared at the bar on September 11th, claiming to be in town for from San Diego for that afternoon's football game between the University of Florida and the University of Southern California. Hmm. What is with that Gainesville area and it being a magnet for crime? Like, okay, it's a, so we have... It's Samuel a party Little. town. It's a, party, it's a college town, right? It's a college have, town. That's where Ted Bundy did his final killing. Yeah. Was it? Yes. I thought it was Tallahassee. It was at UF. It was was UF? UF. Yeah. And, um... The Gainesville Ripper. Gainesville Ripper. And then, uh, what's her face? Uh, I can see her in my face, in my head. Me too. With the crazy red hair? Charlize Theron. (laughs) What's her name? Oh, Eileen Wuornos. Yeah. Eileen Wuornos had a rash of murders in that area, Gainesville, Ocala, and then she came down to, like, Pasco and then passed into, like, uh, Manatee County and stuff. So it's just like, what is with that area? It's like, I guess just in the middle of nowhere and, like and you it's said, a it's a town. party town. It's a college town. Yeah. There's, there's people out at bars. There's people yes. walking around. It's just, yeah. that's crazy to me. 
So, as he worked the room, his gaze settled on Patricia, a mentally disabled woman with an IQ of 40, according to the court testimony, who was was then stumbling around the dance floor. Within 15 minutes, witnesses told police Little had whisked her away to his station wagon. Her body, naked and bruised, was discovered early the next morning. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. Once delivered to Florida investigators, Little was quickly charged with Patricia's murder. But in this case, too, police had little concrete evidence to counter his claims of innocence. Police launched a desperate search for Beckless, who they had hoped would place Little in Gainesville on the night of the killing. Mm. But Beckless had disappeared. In December 1983, a Florida police captain sent the uh, chief of detectives in Little Rock. Beckless's hometown an urgent plea for help. Wow. Little had told a defense attorney that he could be responsible for the deaths of approximately 60 sex workers throughout the United States. Gainesville Police Captain B.E. Roundtree wrote, This letter is a last-ditch effort to try in trying to locate this witness as prosecutors here state they will probably have to drop ca- uh, charges against Little without Beckless's testimony. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. Is like Even though he's saying, I'm responsible for this, without any evidence, without any witness, it's just this crazy guy's word. Yeah. Hearsay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what did you say? That was September of 1983? It was December 1983. Oh, okay. I feel it would be a great miscarriage of justice and danger to society to have the release. Mm-hmm. Little um, Roundtree wrote. Mm-hmm. Well, basically talking about Little. Yeah. It is unclear when and to whom Little may have confessed killing 60 women. Both Roundtree and the Little Rock detective have since died. Uh, Little's public defender in, um, past, in Mississippi has long denied being the source of the information, according to police. The lawyer did not return calls um, seeking comment. But Mac, the retired um, Florida sheriff's investigator who worked uh, the Mount case, says he called the FBI's National Behavior Science Unit in Quantico, Virginia... So he basically called about the 60 woman story, as well as the killings in Gainesville and Mississippi and in Ocala, in which Little was suspected. Little has since confessed to all three of them. Of course he has. Yeah. Mac remembers an analyst saying that the agency would look into it. He figures an FBI agent might uh, might reach out at least to get fingerprints, photos, or background information. But he said, we never heard another word. <laughs> So in the end, Beckless never materialized, and Florida prosecutors proceeded the trial without him in January 1984. In exchange for the opportunity to try the case before six jurors instead of 12, um, circumstances considered favorable to the prosecution, they agreed not to seek the death penalty. The witnesses placed Little and Patricia together on the night of her death. Prosecutors had little physical evidence linking him to the crime. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. They focused on a single hair found on Patricia's clothes, calling an out-of-state fiber uh, analyst to testify that it had similar characteristics to samples taken from Little. On a cross-examination, however, the expert acknowledged that the hair's presence could be explained by something as innocent as the two bumping into each other. Hmm. It was just nonsense, Little's defense attorney, John uh, Kearns, recalled in a recent interview. I pulled a hair out of my head and the expert had to admit that my hair could also possibly have similar characteristics to the one found on her clothing. Yeah. But I mean, this is... the forensics of the day, right? I was say, this was the 80s, so... Yeah. Yeah. The trial lasted a single day. Jurors deliberated just a half hour before pronouncing Little not guilty. So, it's so sad. It's so awful. It just, it's, all of it's... Because you, you know... 
Oh, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's just awful. And the whole thing is, is when you, when you look at it in black and white and you look at it, like, on paper, you understand why he was found not guilty. Yeah. But knowing what you know what you now, know now yeah. it's just, it's so infuriating. Yeah. It was a weak case, Herbert told reporters after the verdict. Um, contacted recently, he declined to comment further. If the case had been tried today, Kern said, little might have been convicted given advances in forensic science, particularly uh, DNA technology. But DNA evidence barely existed in 1984. So little was acquitted, released from jail, and we got him a bus ticket out of town. Jesus. Little told Kearns he was headed for California and he didn't hear his name again for 30 years. My God. Because he basically became a drifter. Yeah, sorry, I mean, that's... I'm, like, giving away the no, no. story. <laughs> well, I mean, most people, I would want to say, if they're true. listening, they know. Yeah. It's just... Well, and that whole, like, we put him on a bus out of town thing, um, that's It's just, like, you're not our problem anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Go somewhere else. There's actually a program. Um, I had a, a friend of mine uh, a while ago. We no longer are in contact, but he owns Greyhound stations. And there was a program that they were doing, uh, they might still be doing it, I don't know, where to get homeless people out of cities, they were, the city was paying for these homeless people's bus tickets out of town to wherever they want to go, but with no, like, arrangements when they arrived. Oh. And again, that similar feeling of just like, well, as long as you're not here, like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here type of a attitude yeah. towards the homeless people in their town and it's just that that to me is I'm, i mean obviously on a yeah. worse scale because this is a fucking murderer you know but it's just that you're no longer our problem i don't care where you go but yeah. as long as you're not murdering people here sayonara that's kind of how i like, view it's it just, it's like it's so gross it is so gross well we couldn't catch you so maybe they'll have better luck just yeah. like that passing the buck on to the next place that you're I mean, from mississippi to florida now you're going to california ohio yeah. but, like it's just it's awful yeah Little moved to California, where he stayed in the vicinity of San Diego. Nine months later, a rookie cop working the graveyard shift in San Diego spotted a black Thunderbird. Traded in the uh, beige station wagon, Mm -hmm. huh? The car matched the description provided by a 22-year-old woman who told police a man had grabbed her, tied her arms behind her back, forcibly performed oral sex, and choked her until she passed out. When the man pushed her limp body out of the car, she said she played dead until he drove away. When she tried to flag down passing drivers, she later testified nobody wanted to help. Now, here was a Thunderbird and a man who matched the suspect's description emerging from the backseat. He's pulling up his pants and zipping them up, Officer Wayne uh, Sprees recalled in a recent interview. The man claimed that he and his wife had uh, been in the process of making up after a fight. Peering into the car, Sprees saw a woman, her clothes pulled off, her body battered, bloodied, and uh, contorted. He had done a number on her. I thought she was dead. Little uh, soon changed his story, repeating a version of what he had said in Missouri nearly a decade earlier. The woman was not his wife, he said, but a sex worker who had ripped him off. He denied raping the woman, but, uh, but said, I did kick the shit out of her, and then asked a question of his own. Did the bitch make it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. the empathy is astounding. Yeah. It's not often that you catch a rapist or a murderer in the act, said Sprees, who retired in uh, 2015. I thought, you know, this guy is going to go away for a long time. (laughs) By now, however, Little was well-versed in how to beat these cases. At a trial, he told his story about how she was trying to steal his money or cheating him in some way. 
the prosecutor recalled. He kept saying, she cheated me and she attacked me and I was fighting her off. And that's why he was found with his hands around her neck by the cops that saved her life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In, in the courtroom, Little adopted a hunched stance. His head stooped low. Rumpel suspected it was an attempt to appear less imposing. And his defense attorney, who was who has since died, was the nicest guy in the Bar Association with an aura of respectability that would attach to anybody who he was sitting next to. That's insanity. So literally, he just knew how to play the game. Yeah. The trial began to go sideways when the first victim admitted uh, lying to police about having been a sex worker. The second woman showed up intoxicated on the day she was due to testify, he said. Little produced a solid alibi witness, apparently Dorsey, yeah, who showed up with a church hat and church clothes and carrying a large Bible, insisted under oath that she and Little had been out of town on the night the first attack. Jesus. Jurors deliberated for days before deliver- delivering a mixed verdict in April 1985. God. Yeah. He sucks. So hard. He sucks so hard. He sucks so hard. Little was convicted of false- uh, falsely imprisoning the second victim, but acquitted of kidnapping and sexually assaulting the woman in the first attack. Jurors deadlocked on a host of other charges. Rempel thinks they discounted the victim's testimony because they were sex workers. In a recent interview, juror Stephen Harbin said the victim's profession was not a factor for him. I don't have any problems believing prostitutes. They're human beings just like the rest of us. They have the bruises. They have the pictures. They have the stories. Both of them basically told the same story. He said he and some other jurors wanted to convict the guy on all the charges. But he said it's hard to get 12 people to agree a lot of the time. So soon one of the victims stopped cooperating with law enforcement. Without her testimony, it would have been tough to persuade a new jury to convict, little on the more serious charges. So instead of pers- uh, pursuing a second trial, they offered Little a deal. Little pled guilty to two counts of assault and was sentenced to four years in prison. Do you want to guess how long he stayed in prison? I know the answer. How long? Two years. No. It was oh, 19 months. 19 months? So a year a and a half. A over a year and a half, okay. A little a year and a half. Okay. So after 19 months behind bars, he was paroled in early 1987. Decades later, uh, Sprees got a call, a phone call from a detective in Los Angeles who wanted to know if he remembered the case. Newly tested DNA evidence had linked Little to three unsolved killings in Los Angeles. Three women, all of them strangled. Jeez. The first body was found in July 1987. Six months after Little's release. Mm-hmm. So Little was officially arrested in September 5th, 2012, at a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky, and extradited to California to face narcotics charge, after which authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved in the murders of Caroline Eileen Elford, killed on July 13th, 1987, Guadalupe Durant, killed on September 3rd, 1987, and Aubrey Nelson Everett, killed on August 14th, 1989. All three women were killed and later found on the streets of Los Angeles. He was extradited to Los Angeles, where he was charged on uh, January 7th, 2013. A few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for involvement in three dozen murders committed in the 1980s, which until then had been undisclosed. In connection with the new uh, circumstances in uh, Mississippi, Melinda's murder case was reopened. In total, Little was tested for involvement in 93 murders of women committed in many U.S. states. 
The number is staggering, especially when you take into consideration that that's probably not all of the people he killed. Oh, it's not. You know, it's not an that's accurate number. That's insanity to me. It's insanity to me. Yeah. So he was um, tried for the murders of Alford Nelson and Guadalupe in September 2014. Prosecution presented the DNA evidence as well as testimony of the witnesses who were attacked by the accused at different times throughout his criminal career. On September 25th, my birthday, <laughs> 2014, Little was found guilty and was sentenced to life imprisonment without a uh, possibility of parole. Took fucking long enough. On the day of the verdict, Little continued to insist on his innocence. Did you see Did you see the the court footage where he like raised up his hand i never have but i will never forget when he got arrested how excited i was like oh my god a real serial killer yeah. like being like excited that he was finally caught oh it's but crazy i did not i never watched any of the trial footage at all dna is amazing dna is amazing i agree I so agree. cool so before his death little was serving a sentence at the california state prison in los angeles county so confessions so on no- my confessions, just when I thought I said all I could say, my sorry. I mean, I like that song. Ursher, 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 So on November 9th, twenty eighteen, Little confessed to the nineteen ninety six fatal strangulation of Melissa Thomas. Mm-hmm. On November thirteenth, twenty eighteen, Little was charged with the nineteen ninety four murder of Denise Christie brothers in Odessa, Texas, after having confessed to the crime to a Texas Ranger in May twenty eighteen. Jesus. Little pleaded guilty to the murder of brothers on December 13th and received another life sentence. The Ecuador County, Texas District Attorney and Wise County, Texas Sheriff's Office announced on November 13th that Little had confessed to dozens of murders and may have committed more than 90 across 14 states between 1970 and 2005. Oh my god. Yeah. 1970 and 2005. That's 35 years. I know, but I'm just saying like 35 fucking that's years. insanity to me first of yeah. all but second of all it's like and it took until then for him to like actually there's finally be put like no in jail there's no fucking way that there's only like no a hundred no, no there's no. no way that there's only a hundred victims nope. in 35 years it's insane it's insane to me yeah it's insane it's insane, it's insane. It's on top. It's so crazy. So, I'm making up my own words. On November 15th, 2018, the Russell County, Alabama District Attorney announced that Little had earlier that month confessed to the 1979 murder of 23-year-old Brenda Alexander, whose body was found in Phoenix City, Alabama. Hmm. On November 16th, 2018, Macon, Georgia Sheriff's announced that Little had credibly confessed to the 1977 strangling murder of an unidentified woman and the 1982 strangling murder of 18-year-old Fredona Smith. Jesus. So this is where I'm like, part of me is like, you know that he's, he feels like he's probably getting ready to die. But I also was reading that he would basically confess to his murders so that he would get better treatment. Mm Mm-hmm. And that he would be able to, like, move and... Correct. Because the more he would confess, the better he would treat... They would treat him... To get more... keep on confessing. Yeah. Yep. That reminds me of an episode of Criminal Minds. It all comes back to the Criminal Minds. It comes back. In the fall of 2018, Little confessed to the 1982 murder of 55-year-old Dorothy Richards and the 1996 murder of 40-year-old Daisy McGuire, 
Both of their bodies were found in Louisiana. On November 19th, Harrison County, Mississippi Sheriff Troy Peterson said that Little had confessed to the strangulation of 36-year-old Julia Crinchfield in the Gulfport area in 1978 and dumping her body off a cliff. Jesus. My God. She got very upset about that one. It is terrible. Yeah. On November 20th, 2018, Lee County, Mississippi law enforcement officials announced that Little had admitted to killing 46-year-old Nancy Carol Stevens in Tallulah, Mississippi in 2005, and that the case would be presented to a grand jury in January 2019. Huh. Mm-hmm. On November tw- uh, 21st, 2018, Richland County, South Carolina authorities announced that uh, Little had confessed to murdering a 19-year-old. Evelyn Weston, whose body was found near Fort Jackson, South Carolina, in 1978. Little confessed to having killed 20-year-old Rosie Hill in Marion County, Florida, in 1982. So, on November 27, 2018, the Federal Bureau of Investigation... The FBI. Thank you. I saw saw it. Yeah. (laughs) I saw it coming. Announced that a violent criminal apprehension program had confirmed 34 of Little's confessions and was working to match the remainder of Little's confessions to known murderers or suspicious uh, deaths. Little began making the confessions in exchange for a transfer out of the Los uh, Angeles County Prison in which he was being held. One included his confession to a previous cold case in Prince uh, George's County, Maryland, previously one of the only two homicide cases in that county with unidentified victims. Wow. So, in December 2018, Little was indicted for strangling Linda Sue Boards 23 to death in May 1981 in Warren County, Kentucky. Her body was found May 15, 1981 near U.S. Route 68. One of Little's victims was identified in December 2018 as Martha Cunningham of Knox County, Tennessee, who was 34 years old when Little murdered her in 1975. It's just like the list goes on. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And on. And on and on. And on. on. So, on May 31st, 2019, Cuyahoga County, Ohio prosecutors announced indictments with four counts of aggravated uh, aggravated murder, six counts of kidnapping that accused Little of killing Mary Jo Penton in 1984 and Rose Evans in 1991 in Cleveland. Both victims were strangled and dumped. I think the craziest part is just when you hear all of these, like, all of these jurisdictions coming in right and claiming like oh it's this person this person this person the amount of jumping around he did from state to state and time frame to time frame yeah so it's like from the 80s to the 90s he was in these two counties from this to this he was in these two counties that's why they never caught him exactly it's just it's crazy to me it's crazy to me so it says the body of rose evans 32 was found on august 24th 1991 in a vacant lot on east 31st street she left her hometown of birmingham new york when she was 17 Evans had been strangled, according to coroner Elizabeth, as for Peyton, an anthropologist had to uh, create a model of what she looked like, but she remained unidentified until 1992 when Cleveland put her thumbprint in an FBI database and got a match. Wow. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, some of these women haven't been claimed yet. That's why it's only 90-something people. Yeah. Little picked up Peyton at a bar um, near East 105th and Euclid Avenues. Um, he described her as a short, plump woman in her 20s with brown hair. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Little confessed to killing another Cleveland woman in 1997 or 1978. The woman murdered in 1997 or 1978 was found on March 18th 
1983. But she was found in Ohio, according to the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. Hmm. She was um, likely uh, a person of color, somewhere between 17 and 35 years old. The woman's body had been dumped down a uh, grassy slope near a fence in the wooded area just off Interstate 271. When her body was found by a man walking his dog, only her skeleton, some clothing, and jewelry remained. Jesus. Because she had been sitting for five years. Yeah. My God. Little confessed to killing one woman in Akron, Ohio, two in Cincinnati. One of the bodies was dumped outside of Columbus, Ohio, and one woman he met in Columbus and disposed of in Kentucky. Wow. Now, is there any details of, did he, like, abduct her, take him, take her with him, and then kill her in Kentucky? Doesn't say. Wow. Or did he, like, kill her and travel with her body to Kentucky? I hope not. Well, Mm. I mean, he's pretty depraved, so. Yeah. Um, Of the two women Little murdered in Cincinnati, one is identified as Anna Stewart, 33, whose body was dumped in Grove City, Ohio. Stewart was last seen on October 6, 1981, getting out of a cab at General Hospital to see her sister in the hospital. So, she was killed on October 11th. He killed the other woman between 1980 and 1999. The Jane Doe was anywhere um, from 15 to 50, as the details of her age and the date of her murder are unclear. Wow. Well, that's like a huge... Like, that's a big scale of time, yeah. you know? She was slender, wore glasses, and lived in the over-the-rye neighborhood of Cincinnati with a heavy female uh, Hispanic. Which, that doesn't make sense when I read it out loud. But. Heavy Hispanic female? I mean, that was how I copied and pasted it from Washington Post. Okay, Post. Little left her beside a cigarette billboard in Ohio. On June 7th, 2019, Little was... Um, indicted in Hamilton County, Ohio, for murdering two women killed in Cincinnati. Little had drawn portraits of many women he killed. These portraits were released by the FBI in hopes of someone identifying the woman. At least one portrait solved a cold case in Akron, Ohio. Which is shocking because when you see the when you see the drawings, they're not like composite drawings. Oh, they're, they're not. Like cartoon drawings. Like how I would draw either one of you guys, like round-faced hair. Yeah, eyeballs. they kind of like, remind me of like the abstract. Yes, kind of yes. like yes, they're yeah. very Picasso. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in November 2020, Little confessed to two Florida murders, for one of which another man had been wrongfully convicted. Okay. So Little died on December 30th, 2020. I know he did. Sorry. <laughs> and a little when serial killers die. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to I'm just, I'm just waiting for uh, Mr. Golden State Killer to... No, I want there to be a little bit more uh, justice for that bastard before he dies. Yeah. Personal opinion. No. Yeah. I just don't want to have to pay to feed him. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I guess I don't because he's not don't. here. He's in California. He's so in California. Pay for it. Yeah, they pay for it. Um, Little died on December 30th, 2020 in a Los Angeles um, County area hospital. Although the cause of death was never revealed, he had diabetes, heart issues, and other unspecified ailments. Which I looked it up and they never released so what it was. remind me again, exactly when was it that he was finally like arrest arrested? Was it 2018? I believe it 17? was 20... No, 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 it was... 2012, September 5th, 2012. It was when he was finally, like, arrested, arrested. Yeah, it was when he was officially arrested. But when you arrested. think about all of the fucking damage that he did... Mm-hmm. 
in that amount of time. And he was able to be free doing these awful things for as long as he was out. And just in cold blood murdering these people. Yeah. And it's just absolutely, it's just absolutely appalling. Yeah. So it says, according to the California Corrections Department, there was no evidence of foul play. By the time of his death, Little had confessed to killing 93 people between 1970 and 2005. Jesus. Most of the slayings took place in Florida and Southern California. Oh, you know. Authorities who, uh, authorities who continue to investigate his claims said they have confirmed nearly 60 killings and have no reason to doubt the others. Of course not. So that is Samuel Little. Jeezy crazy. I mean, talk about a heavy hitter. He's like kind of the heaviest of all the hitters. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of went... Uh, I mean, it was a 35-year berserker mode that he just went around murdering people all over the country and then finally, finally, finally was in jail. And, like, mm-hmm. was in jail and then was able to just die of being ill because yeah. he was a sick old man. And it's just gross and not fair. Nope. Ugh. So, he sucked. He sucked so hard. He sucked so hard. He sucked really hard. Real hard. Real hard. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's Bed Crime Stories. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki, for sharing that great story. Awful story. That awful story with us. Great awful story. That fantastically terrible story. Um, so, my friends, thank you so much for listening to Bed Crime Stories. We think you guys are real cool and real neato. And uh, please find us on social meds. What? Social meds? Social meds. The social meds. On Twitter and Instagram at Bed Crime Stories. You can email us at Bed Crime Stories Pod at gmail.com. Send us some um, listener story ideas. That would be really fun because we appreciate that. Uh, or just send us a hi because that's also really fun and we appreciate that too. Send us pictures of your dogs, yes, your cats. Yes. Yeah. Anything else that yes. you have. Yes, correct. Turtles. Chickens. Yeah. Oh, I love chickens. A good silky. Alpacas! Oh, okay. Al- Jovi wants the alpacas. Crazy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, <laughs> like, subscribe, rate, review, five star ratings, give us more listeners. I tell you guys this every week. You know the spiel. Like my page, y'all. Um, do it. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. We think you're real neato. Um, please be kind to one another. And um, we'll see y'all next week. But until then, sweet dreams. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.